my parents, you know, I was born in Detroit, Michigan, my parents fighting for the civil rights movement, uh, literally running food and needed supplies in and out of the quarantine zone or whatever the zone was called. Um, and I think what you're right is that it's this whole idea of the past of us being separate. You got to realize that, you know, thousands of years ago, to know somebody from the other side of the world is like, you know, unbelievable. And we're very tribal, right? And just look what's happened in the United States. It's a good, good conversation um, with the red-blue kind of tribal mentality that we have is that it's always us versus them, right? It's the, the people over the hill there. <laughs> they could be the, like, look just about like you, have a little longer hair or something, and then, oh, but they're the enemy, right? They're the ones that are different. But certainly then it's easier to pick somebody from the other side of the world and say, wow, they're so different. They must be, uh, we must hate them or be evil towards them or something. And I think this is one of the greatest challenges of humanity, right? Like, if it's not okay for them to do this to you and to think that way about you, then it's not okay for you to think this way about other people. Hello, and welcome to The Joe Mobley Show. I'm your host, Joe Mobley, and you're listening to the only place in cyberspace where we talk about being conservative. We hit on current events, the politically correct cancel culture, and problems with civil discourse. But most importantly, we discuss what you can do to come out of the conservative closet. The Joe Mobley Show is a new and exciting podcast that airs weekly on Monday mornings. We have a range of controversial topics on deck, Even so, it's important that we hear from you what matters most. Be sure to send questions, comments, and things you'd like to hear discussed to ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. That's ask at thejoemobleyshow.com. To make sure you stay informed on the latest content, be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to great podcasts. Welcome back to The Joe Mobley Show. I am Joe Mobley, your host, and this is where we talk about being an uncloseted conservative with some other things, passions of the day, current events. Uh, what that means to me to be out of the closet as a conservative means to share your thoughts, your opinions, and your beliefs, regardless of the situation, the circumstance, or the consequence. Guys, being uncloseted is essential to our freedoms, and that's what The Joe Mobley Show is all about. Tonight, we've got an awesome guest for you, Mr. Andrew Calderella. We're going to be talking about the civil rights movement. We're going to be talking about inequality and equality and all of that stuff. But first, before we get into that, I'm going to hit one or two current events. As always, thank you so much for joining us on the live show. If we're meeting for the first time, I hope you enjoy it. I hope that you find some value in this episode, and I hope that you like, share, and subscribe to the show. Share this with someone that you think might enjoy the content as well. Let's get into it. All right, so it is September 16th. Your calendar does not deceive you, Uh, so we are just a day or two um, after the I don't know if defeat's the right word to use, Um, but anyway, everyone's heard the news in California. The recall effort uh, kind of fell flat um, in some ways in that Gavin Newsom isn't being recalled. Uh, Larry Elder is not being elected the governor of California. Um, There are lots of reasons to despair, but I think think there's a small silver lining in that in a very blue state— um, in a state, for many reasons, people call it a, a single-party state, even though there are actually more conservatives in California than in any other state just because of their massive population. Uh, but for a state like that, people got together, people petitioned their government, which is what these old documents talk about. Um, so I see that as a win. Here in Loudoun County, we're petitioning to recall six of the nine school board members. Um, and unfortunately, uh, we did have a school board member uh, passed just last week, Miss Leslie King. Um, and guys, I can't say enough good things about Leslie. She really was a lovely individual. There's political ideology, and political ideology is really insignificant. We we voted differently. We lined up differently on issues. But I know, like myself, 
I know about Leslie is that she cared for people and chief among the people that she cared about were our most vulnerable population, which is our children. Um, so just a heartfelt thank you to Leslie King and her family. I do believe um, that her husband had uh, passed before her. Um, so that's all that I have to say about that. Guys, if you're in California, I don't know. If you're thinking about leaving, maybe you should. Maybe you should stay. I know that you guys buy my shirts because my my best-selling shirt sells like chiefly to California conservatives. So I know that you guys are out there and watching this probably now or the replay. And if you are watching on the replay, then type in the chat hashtag replay to just let me know who's here live and who's here on the replay. And that's just a lot of fun for me to get to read your comments. All right. I know you want to get to the guest. I know you want to get to the man. And guys, he did a podcast episode on the Demobly show earlier this year. And we had to come back. We had to do video. We had to do a live show where you guys can type in your questions. And we are going to answer your questions towards the end. If you want us to answer your question, type it into the chat, throw a couple of question marks before and after. So it's easy for me to find. Mr. Andrew Calderella, joining us live. Sir, how are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me on your show. Hey, everybody, thanks for joining us. It's my pleasure. So this is kind of new for me because I, I've been doing YouTube Live, but now I'm doing Facebook as well. Uh, so if you're on Facebook, guys, and you want us to see your comment and see your smiling face, you've got to click. It's something like allow permissions. It'll say allow. The program is called StreamYard and it's legit. Click allow on that. I totally forgot to say that before. Andrew, I apologize. Oh, no worries. All right. So what what have you been up to, brother? We spoke, you know, maybe maybe six or seven months ago. What have you been up to? Oh, I never stop. I'm really just starting. So there's so much to do. I got my first book out, The Way, Woo! after 30 years. Uh, finally, you know, that's what I was on your show talking about. And uh, launching that as well as starting some new ways to get this message out and to share the universal truth with everybody. So we started the One Tribe, uh, the One Movement, and the One Party, as well as, coming up soon, the One Show, which will highlight a lot of these uh, solutions, talk about the greatest problems, and how we can all fix them. So nothing yeah, so much, as you say. <laughs> nothing much. So I've got your, I wonder if I can pull myself out of this. Um, but I've got your site here, and guys, check it out. It's seven, it's the number seven way.me. Uh, really easy to remember. Um, but one, this is where you can go to get Andrew's book. Uh, but this is also where you can go to learn some more about what he's doing. And here's the thing I've spoken with several people that have written books now, and your book's been out for a little while. So there's stuff that you want people to know about the book, why they should buy the book, what they're going to glean from it. But in private conversations, I often find that the authors, when the book is out in the wild and it's been out for a little while, six months to a year, that there's feedback that they're getting and there's stuff that they're learning about themselves or about some of the wisdom in the book as it's, it's kind of rattling around in other people's heads. So yeah. what, are, what are some of those things? Like what, what's something that you've learned about yourself or your method? Maybe something that'll be in your next book. Well, as far as what I, the feedback I'm getting is all very positive. People that actually take the time to understand the way, uh, what it actually means, living rational, positive action, integrating virtues, best practices, and the seven steps, and how these can actually change you, all come to me and say, you're right, this is the way. I've had some skeptics say, you know what, man, you're arrogant for naming this the way. How dare you claim the way or whatever and all of this. But then they actually take the time, and it's... Uh, it's very rewarding because the only reason I came out and did this is because I found something truly amazing. It's like I went in the cave and I found a diamond and I'm sharing it with you guys. I'm giving it away as much as I can. I'm doing the trainings. Uh, you know, I had to write a book, had to codify it. it took 30 years to get here. Um, you know, so as far as what I've learned, I've learned that it's really hard to uh, spend 30 years writing a book and then describe it in two minutes to get everybody to go, yeah. I'm ready to dive in. You know what I'm saying? It's like, what are the words to differentiate yourself? And I know everybody's heard all this stuff so many times, right? We've all been out there. Everybody claims this and that. And I'm sick of it too. That's why I had to go to deep research for all these years to figure these answers out. So, you know, being a, I don't know if people are listening to you know my story, but being a dyslexic and learning disabilities and all that, it's not like I'm some 
you know, super writer guy that's uh, bringing out prose. It's like deciphering code to have gotten this message out. And it is like nothing you've ever seen before. So, um, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how to share it with everybody. And uh, I get it if you're a skeptic, but please just take a look at this. Don't be so jaded that when the solution comes around, you just walk away. Awesome. <laughs> so... That's great. And guys, I can't tell you enough. Let me just put it up on the screen big so everyone can see it. Uh, the website is sevenway.me. That's the number sevenway.me. You can learn about Andrew Calderella. You can buy his book there. You can also see some of his coaching services that he offers. And honestly, I've, I've chatted with, we've probably spoken for maybe three hours at this point. Um, yeah, absolutely. All in all. And it's, you know, he's a guy with a fresh perspective, with a lot of wisdom. And you know what? If what you've been doing is working, great. I, I'm a big proponent of counseling of many kinds. We do marriage counseling. We do individual counseling just in perpetuity. I, I think it's good for you. Uh, but professional coaching, you know, what got you here won't get you there. It's not just a bumper sticker. And Andrew's one of the people that you can reach out to for that process that's going to get you to wherever the next step is. People are not designed to, to stagnate. We're, we're yeah. adventurers, we're explorers, we're emotional, we're thrivers. And, and a lot of the unrest in the world is because of the video game generation. Nothing against video games. I like video games. I used to play them because of the, the generation that sits at home and kind of enjoys inactivity. Uh, and Andrew is someone that has a powerful message for you guys. If that's you, if you're looking for the next step, if you're looking to unlock a piece of your capability. Um, anyway. <laughs> let, me, let, me, my... let me just speak to that for a second too, yeah. because this is really important, I think, for everybody. You know, as humanity, uh, we can skip a whole bunch of steps when you have certain knowledge. Okay, that's just the way it is. If you have the right knowledge, you know, you skip more steps. If you have the wrong knowledge, it could actually set you back. So what I've done is I've collected all of the knowledge that you need to create yourself a firm foundation so that you can be the best person you can be and we can truly create this true society that we're all after without all this uh, horror and madness that we've all going through. It's like, uh, you know, through clarity, you can find peace. When we're all on the same page when it comes to some of these foundations, the rest of the fringe answers become much clearer. And, you know, this whole division that we're experiencing in our country and in the world right now is really a product of the past and the things that we have learned and haven't learned. So if you give the way a shot, it'll show us a new way of doing things. And when I say this is new, I'm not saying this. I, I literally showed this to a bunch of publishers, right? I didn't know this, but all the publishers know each other. And they talked about my book because I, I had an agent, whatever you share it with everybody. And one of them uh, called me up and told me that they had this backroom meeting and they talked about my book. And I was like, wow, I was a little nervous. I'm like, yeah, what would you guys say? And he's like, uh, one, we've never seen anything like this before. Uh, it's truly new. People usually regurgitate Covey or uh, Robbins or, you know, just pick out one thing and make a whole book out of it like it's some huge deal just to use it as a business card and all that kind of stuff. That's not what this is. This is as big as Robbins or uh, Covey or any of those guys, but it's like the think and grow rich of the old version updated to really cover all of life instead of what just a few rich people thought uh, were some qualities that made them super rich. So people actually compare this to uh, an updated think and grow rich. Um, and again, it's not me saying these things. I'm not trying to be some you know slick sales guy or anything. I, I'm saying this because it's the truth. And if you don't believe me, then take the time and look at the answers. And as far as coaching goes, this is really a key to all of you and every human being on this planet. You do not know what you do not know. You cannot see what you cannot see. And we're all born ignorant. None of us have had all of the pieces given to us so that we have the best habits programmed into us since we were children on how to cover all these basics in life. And if you look at our world, that's why it's so unbelievably mad out there and confused because we are not on the same page when it comes to some of these basics of life. So as humanity, uh, as for you as an individual, if you want to skip some steps, like take thousands of years worth of knowledge and integrate it into your uh, self as quickly as possible, then get the way, do that, and become a better person. 
you know, now. You don't have to read 50 books or go to 100 seminars. You know what I'm saying? It's got to be accessible and quick and easy for you to do and live. Anyway, and as far as my website goes, don't get bogged down on that. I'm doing all this myself. I know it could be updated and all that, but the knowledge is what's important and us joining is what's important. So anyway, I can go on. Let's go to the next. <laughs> awesome. So as you guys just saw, you know, steps for living a more meaningful life. And, you know, what we're going to talk about tonight is is involved in that process and in and in, in gaining clarity um and 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 living in the real world you know not yeah. not not the fantasy of what we would like things to be not the utopia um but kind of laying to rest the expectations i wanted to be in the military for 20 25 30 years i served for 11 years and i had to put to rest that expectation that i had um but I got to tell you, you know, Andrew <laughs> reached out and said, hey, you know, when are we going to do another show? And this was some weeks or months ago. And, and we put this together. And I said, what do you want to talk about? And he said, I want to talk about inequality and equality. And I'm like, this is a heavy topic, like <laughs> right out of the gate. So, so I'll just let you take the reins with that. What, right. what do you think it's important for, for people to know about the topic and and we'll just we'll just do it live, brother. Sure, absolutely, no worries. Um, well, let's just jump into this first idea. We use the word race, you know, racism. Let's talk about what that really means for a second, and then we're going to talk about what equality really means. Um, and I think it'll put some of this in perspective. And this is really key because, again, this is one of those points as a humanity. If we get on the same page with this, it'll fix a lot of problems. Okay, so first of all, there are no separate races. There is one human race, and science and religion agree on this point. So genetically, we share 99.9% of our DNA. Uh, for the religious and spiritual out there, we all know that God created all of us and everything, so science and religion agree that we're one human family. Now, this word race, when we use it, it seems to be something that can confuse us because it's not that our race is the problem. The problem is that we are dealing with uh, that we're all born ignorant, right? And then we, some of us learn hatred and prejudice and discrimination and all these other twisted ways of, of being or, or unenlightened ways of being, if you want to see it, or not seeing that we are one family. And then there's also our systems are coming, literally being brought up out of slavery and, uh, you know, just legacy systems that really have not worked properly. So we inherit those as we kind of, uh, you know, go forward. So this idea of equality then is really based in the fact that we are one uh, species. Does this all make sense to you? You follow me so far? Yeah, and a lot of people aren't tracking about the DNA thing. D we DNA is not a black, white, Asian, Indian, Pacific Islander thing. You're, yeah, firing on all cylinders. Okay, and you want to talk about DNA for a second. I mean, science is real, right? Let's not... If people that are trying to tell us that science isn't real and, you know, let's let's break all the systems down and burn it all down, really are saying they want to go back to might versus right, the super rich and powerful just dividing up the world exactly. again. Stuff. Let's, let's be clear on this, okay? Uh, a lot of the tactics that are be, being used on us have been used throughout history. And if you want to know what those tactics are, um, there's three books. I'll see if I can pull them out of my brain right now. But uh, The Art of War, clearly, uh, The Prince by Machiavelli, and Captains and Kings is a good, it's a, ah. it's a, uh, what do I want to say, a, a fiction novel, but it's really kind of outlines some of the, the ideas of maybe how the powerful rule the world. And again, there's nothing wrong with powerful people. They, they seem to just fall down this dark side. Uh, they get a little lost. Uh, they don't know what to do sometimes. And again, that's where the way comes in because it has a plan for you. It has a, a way that you can anchor yourself in a code of beliefs that will help you navigate all these rough waters in life. So, so to get back to this idea of equality, like I said, in, in DNA, uh, look up genetic Adam and Eve, okay, for believers, too. We can trace our literal lineage uh, back to two uh, progenitors, a man and a woman, that we all share. So it's like 150,000 years ago, and again, time and all this, we forget about that, but just a long, long time ago, uh, if you're a believer, you can think, God put uh, Adam and Eve here, and that tribe is what has spread around the world. And the difference you see in people is really just they've lived somewhere for thousands of years, 
with that tribe who migrated there has just kind of changed, right? The way they look because the skin colors changed just by the uh, how far you are away from the sun on the equator. The lighter your skin, the more you can take in, which is needed, the farther you are from the equator. And the darker you are, the, the less you need and the more protection you need. So it's like, that's just a natural thing that God gave us. It's no big deal. It's like, it's so minor to, to what we are as humans. We share so much more uh, together than we do apart. And again, we can go, let's go deeper into what equality means. But are you following me so far? Yeah. And, and I agree. I was worried. I was like, ah, I don't know. We haven't talked to, and I, I, people truly, we don't script. Um, the best that I do is outline. And my interview is, my interview is on a post-it note. It's five <laughs> points on a post-it note. And uh, this is the movie magic. But I was this kind is, of like. My, my post-it note is my book. So I'm trying to, and again, people I, that are I listening, agree. you know, we're this live, is... we're trying. So just uh, hopefully cut me a little slack here, but I'm trying the best I can for you. Yeah, but these the skin differences are a lot less important, especially when you're getting into one the design, but also it's largely based off of migration and where uh, people live, not value, not anything other than the random happenstance of where you happen to be born and how you happen to present, it, it, as in skin color. Yeah, it's like if you, were, if you were taken and you were born in uh, Japan or South Korea or wherever, you would speak that language. <laughs> you know what I mean? You would have those traditions. It's just the way it is. I've met people from all over the world. I lived in Japan, and I was, <laughs> I've was i never uh, lived outside of the country. This was right out of college. And I'll never forget, I was standing in line, and you know, all people from all over the world are in this place uh, that were getting food and whatnot. And this, this woman is behind me, and I know Skoshi, you know, tiny Japanese, like literally like 10 words or something. And this woman's there, and uh, I don't know, I'm trying to, you know, chatter, talk to her, and I throw out my little Japanese. She's totally Japanese looking. And she looks at me, and she goes, you know, not everybody's Japanese that it looks Japanese. And I was just like, Because <laughs> I'm from oh, New no. Jersey, and she's got this New Jersey accent with her. I just busted up laughing. It was hilarious. So... And when I've talked to people from everywhere, and I'm talking to uh, people from the Middle East, people from Africa, from people Asia, we all want the same things, right? We all want uh, to find our special people, to fill this void within, to be our best selves, to have a wonderful life. You know what I mean? We, nobody wants to func uh, dysfunctional government, a destructive world, uh, pollution, you know, horror, death, war, all these things. And it's like, why do we keep going down this dark road except uh, not choosing the light side? You know what I'm saying? It's because people get corrupted and our society has come out of a lot of corruption of might makes right and those people deciding our fate and that's why we need to have a system where those that are super powerful and wealthy can can join with us and help fix this world it doesn't have to be this way the people that are super wealthy and powerful can gain more power and what they really want in life if they just turn more to the light side and again they're going to go yeah but i am on the light side i'm doing good but i think what i'm Discussing with people is that most of us don't really know what's good. Most of us do evil thinking it's good. Most of the evils done in human history has done been done by people thinking they're doing good, right? It's like the Second World War, uh, Hitler. He didn't walk around saying, I'm I'm part of evil army. You know what I'm saying? That's not yeah. what he was saying. Nobody, the, the Holy Crusades, you know, they went down and murdered, raped, stole, you know, pillaged, burned. And it was, it was a wonderful, beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? So people often um, don't know what the right side is. So we need a code of conduct that we can all get around that will uh, guide us through these areas. Um, does that all make sense? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, right. it's so interesting. This is kind of, uh, this is a little bit of a rabbit trail. One, yeah, the, the bad guys seldom realize that they're the bad guys. They're not. I think we have this picture in our mind that they're saying, uh, you know, pinky in the brain, you know, I want to try and take over the world. That's, that's not how it is. Um, but there well, is... really what it is, right? It's always like maybe one guy's like that. He's fallen down to the dark side. And then he lies and manipulates the masses to think they're doing good when they're doing evil, right? But look at the Crusades. It's a great example. I've never talked to one Christian in the entire history of my life that's like, 
Yeah, Christ would have wanted uh, people to go down to his homeland and murder, rape, and pillage everybody. That's what Christ would have said. Yes, come down here and commit mass murder. Just kill everyone. That, give me a break. You know what I'm saying? It's like to even think like that would be something that Christ would be into is mind-boggling to most people nowadays. But again, it was like that was the thought of the day. So how do we get from um, not having this group think of destruction, right, the sickness of superiority is what I call it. It's almost like um, we go a little spiritual here. Uh, you know, I know there's people who don't believe in God. Uh, this is a biological experience only. All I can tell you is uh, we're all energy and we're part of a universe and the universe is part of something much greater. So you can just go there for a minute with me. But this idea of why we're here and uh, the whole point to this reality, like the life we call, is not as complicated as people are making it seem, right? It is truly about you figuring out if you are going to fall to the dark side or you're going to take the side of light. And what does good mean? You know, it's like integrating virtue. People talk about virtue. They're like, what is virtue? Everybody heard the word virtue, whatever. It's passe. It's old and nobody cares. No, honestly, every book that you'll ever look at that is about anything to help you become a better person, all success books, every book I've ever read, and literally thousands of them, uh, and researched all this stuff, they're all virtues. I was deep into Freud and Jung and all these people talking about how to change yourself and uh, all of this idea, and it all come down to your belief system. And the, the highest beliefs, the highest good that the human race has uh, that we believe in it, are called virtues. It's like uh, being healthy and happy and dedicated and having great relationships and uh, communicating well. You name it, the quality, it's all about a virtue. So um, that was one of the greatest insights I had in my 30s that I think everybody should know because you can literally skim through most books and just look at the titles of the uh, the um, chapter titles and you can see like which virtue they're going to be after. So I know I just went down a little bit of rabbit hole there, but uh, people no, tell me that's what they want to hear great. me do. So that's good. <laughs> rabbit holes are the best interviews, I promise. That's why I stopped doing, I never did scripts, but I used to do bigger outlines and I realized the rabbits, there are some rabbits that you let go and some that you chase down. Uh, yeah. And if you can do that, it's always an awesome show. Well, if you've uh, ever been on a live show, people, it's, it's, it's a totally different, you can't really prepare for it. I'm going to do some speaker videos. I've just started doing this, but it is a trip. When you're in front of the lights and you're on, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's intense, <laughs> I can say. I agree. It's so weird. People, this is another behind the curtain moment, but like... People don't realize there's like a discipline to like look into the lens and and not be distracted by the things in the room, and like uh, I haven't gotten to the point where I'm make, wearing makeup yet, but I've got to like blot my face. I've got this fan on, so I'm just not like sweating bullets. Uh, it's it's a journey. I'm glad that other people are on the journey too. I talked to some freshman podcasters and other creators in the Northern Virginia area. And we're all in this, like, like someone, it's like that song. There's a Bethel song out now. Uh, it came out about two years ago. It's called Another in the Fire. Like, there's someone yeah. else going through the struggle. Well, I'm going to be uh, doing a video. I've actually uh, scripted it out already and shooting it about all the tips and tricks, like you said, about how to create all your lists and checklists and what to do and what to not to do. I move around way too much. I mean, people see that. I move my hands too much. I rip my mic out of my, you know, it's one of these hanging mics, throw it <laughs> across the room, move my computer. I mean, it's, it's been crazy. So you got to kind of maintain a little different uh, discipline. But um, yeah, so the behind the scenes, I'd love to talk about that one day. But let's go back to this idea of equality because there is another point I want to uh, I want to address here because you brought it up earlier. Is that cool? Yeah, give it to us. All right. So it's like you you were saying about uh, we don't necessarily have to like each other, uh, kind of, but we can treat each other well, I think is kind of the idea we were talking, I don't know if it's now or before. And this is the idea of equality, okay, that equality doesn't mean that you have to like everybody to the point where you're going to go hang out with them and want to have a beer, right? It doesn't mean uh, that you click with everybody. Certainly, we click with people that we and, and other people we don't. We don't have to respect everybody's traditions, right? There are seriously horrible stuff going on in the world and that people call traditional that is not okay, okay? Uh, and I could name a lot of them, but we won't go into it right now. Um, so equality doesn't mean that, that you are forced to do anything. Equality is about treating other people as you would want to be treated in that situation. And if not you, your loved one. 
And if, you, if you're a big, strong guy and you have a lot of power and wealth and all that, you know you can take care of your loved one. Think about that loved one if they didn't have you. How would you want them to be treated in any of these myriad of situations, whether it be working for a company and not being paid correctly, being disparaged against, uh, raped, murdered, whatever? I mean, all of these horrible things that we do to one another uh, is certainly not treating each other as we want, want to be treated, right? So we're talking about common courtesy, dignity, privacy, equal rights, justice, liberty, free speech, consideration, fairness, uh, tolerance, you know what I'm saying? Freedom. We're talking about just treating each other so people aren't discriminated against. And again, think about it. This is you. Put yourself in the other person's place and say, is what's happening to this person or me something that would be acceptable? Right? Just look at uh, what happened to George Floyd. And I've talked to people about this. I've had so many weird reactions, I can't tell you. So different reactions to this. There was no way that the officer if he saw George as an equal, right, and treated him as he would want to be treated, if that was ingrained in him, could have done what he did, right? I mean, does that make sense to you? Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a, is my mic on? My, one of my picture's not on. I'm never sure if it's on. I hear you. I'm always half and half with the George Floyd situation only because of one, I've been in law enforcement and I've been specifically a combatives instructor teaching techniques. Now, when I first saw the situation, I said, hey, they train you to specifically be on guard for this situation when you're doing the maneuvers called the T3. You put your foot, your shin or your knee on the T3 vertebrae, which is at the base of the neck. And in my academy, our deaf tech instructors told us, if your foot, your shin, your knee slides onto the subject's neck at any time, you must remove it immediately. And that was our policy. They're like, if you don't do that, then this department will nail you to the cross. Uh, I did not know that their department trained to do that. And I'm not a use of ex I'm not specifically a use of force expert, but pretty close. I could maybe do one or two things to become one. Well, we can I, talk about I that. Don't. I've been doing martial arts and uh, been in this whole game. I, I've been, you know, again, not to your level, man. I mean, seriously, I could never. I can't understand why they would train to do a T three and to involve the neck. Now, I don't think that you. Well, again, do I don't. I don't think they should take anything out of the equation, depending on the situation. Because if you've ever been in a live battle, right, and you're like yeah. gonna ban chokehold, it's like, dude, if that's my only maneuver that I have, and I finally got to the position that I could pull this off and not die, and I could, this is how I can take this guy down. That is ridiculous to take that off the table. You need to have your whole arsenal. It's how you implement it I and agree. how strong you are. I wanna talk about this for a second. This is really important. I've been in, I can't even tell you how many fights with gangs of people, uh, individual people. I'm talking, I mean, towns of people, 30, 40, 50 people that are coming after me. So this isn't a small matter for me. Um, and because I've also been a bouncer in, 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 when I was in college in a, in a oh. bar, um, I was in so <laughs> That's many situations. That's a physical job. Yeah, you, in a college town, in a bar, it's, you can just every weekend, there's endless situations. And I have so many stories. But let me just tell you this one involving, and this was one of the most intense moments of my life. And I, I'm glad I get to tell this story because I don't think I've ever told this before. Okay, so let me set the stage for you. I'm, I'm literally on the stage in this club. It's banging, you know, I mean, I'm behind the, the, all the, uh, the speakers because they're just so loud. I'm standing on the stage, I'm watching everybody in the club. And I get somebody pings me and they're like, Drew, you need to come to the front. So I come to the front and they're like, people coming in saying there's some guy outside with a knife. And I'm the, I'm the guy they call for everything. So I go outside. And this is what I see. I, I walk out the door and you got to picture this. There, walk out the door. The club is big. There's this front door. And off to the left is a line. And there's probably, I don't even know, 100 people more, I mean, just down the block standing in this line. And I walk out and it's all lit up. And there's this huge guy. And I'm talking like, I, I went to, a town, I went to a school in Arcata, California, in Humboldt. And there's some really big guys up there, like literally like they look like they've been lifting uh, redwood trees their whole life. And this guy was like 6'8", I would have to say. And he was huge. I mean, I, he looked like he was lifting trees every day. And he was wearing overalls. And he had a huge wad of tobacco in his mouth. And he has this bottle of uh, Jack Daniels in his hand. And it's like barely got anything in it. And he's got this Bowie knife in his other hand. And I'm talking 12 inches long, huge. 
this guy's drunk off his ass, and he's walking down the line, and looking all and a lot of the college kids obviously come out of town, and he's literally doing this. He's going, "Oh, look at all you pretty boys and girls! I'm gonna <laughs> cut you up!" And they're just frozen. I uh, I have never seen people standing 20, 30 feet away from a guy, and just frozen. I'm like, "Go!" You know, I'm like pushing him. Then I start throwing rocks at this guy. I'm yelling at him. He doesn't even look at me. He's just walking down the line. Oh, you're really pretty, girly. Starts grabbing her hair, and this girl's freaking out. So I grab this rock, and I throw it at him, and it hits him right in the back. And he goes, turns around, and he goes, what the fuck? And he starts coming. I'm like yelling at him. You're, hey, you're feeling the full David and Goliath at this moment. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I don't know, man. I've been in so many altercations with, with uh, men, I can't even tell you. I... I just turn on and am the guy that can make the situation happen no matter what it is. And like I said, I've got so many of these kind of stories. It's almost unbelievable. And I look back at some of the situation. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't believe I actually survived this. So this guy's coming at me. I bring him out in the street. I'm just trying to get him away from people. And they're all still just standing there like deer in the headlights. And I'm like, run, <laughs> get away from him. And everybody's standing there. The cops finally pull up. They scream up. I'm just like running behind the car and throwing rocks at him. Tell him, just chill out. Put the knife down. Put the knife down. Cops come up, um, and again, when you're a bouncer, one of the coolest things is most of the people that you come at you are drunk, and you're not, so it's, like, it's kind of easy to, you know, get away from a stumbling, even though he, if he got anywhere close to me, he would have seriously killed me, um, but okay, so here's what happens. These cops roll up, and it was like, it was a small town, probably three cop cars. Six guys get out of these cars, and they surround this guy, and they're yelling at him, put down the knife, and put, he's like, fuck you, motherfuckers. They should have shot this guy. I mean, I'm not sure. They could have shot this guy, uh, but they didn't. They took out their billy clubs, and they gave him, like, another warning, and then they just went into him. Like, they were a tag-team group of destroyers, man. I mean, they were just awesome. They, they took his knife down, took his legs down, bam, brought him down to the ground. Boom, boom, boom. They didn't beat the shit out of him. They locked him up and sat on him and then hauled him away. You know what I mean? It was the most badass cop uh, performance I've ever seen. And it wasn't like... They did it to where they were like, I'm going to break his arm. I'm going to break the, you know, his skull. You know what I mean? It was like when I'm a bouncer and I've done martial arts, I, I fought guys sometimes where it's like, look, I, I don't want to hurt you. The reason I fired the last guy at my job is because he used to take people out and beat the shit out of them or throw them out on the street into a car and they end up in the hospital. And it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, these people are out for a fun time, man. We don't have to treat brothers like uh, they're our enemies and we're at war and we're trying to kill people. Um, so anyway, so you take down some of these big guys, you, you hold them down, and then they're like, oh, they, they show you respect. Why don't we just all show each other respect? Anyways, that was my story. I just wanted to say that to you. Uh, you know, these, these situations in life are, are something we've got to just figure out how to deal with sometimes. Yeah, I, I'll, I worked at a pharmacy once back in college, and I'll leave all the names out for, to protect the innocent, but we're up in Jersey. I'm... 18 or 19. This is just before I joined the military. And uh, I'm working for this very large Indian, like Indian American man, like he, like six foot four, you know, uh, he's the regional manager or whatever. Anyway, he requires this one pharmacy. I'm, I'm his first hire that he makes. And there's this guy, he comes into the store and the floor manager's like, oh, this is the guy. He comes in and steals all the time. And the new like store manager, Mr. K, he's like, what, what are you talking about this, the guy? He's like, oh, he comes in, you know, there's nothing we could do. He comes in, he has plastic bags, he fills the bags in, he walks out and he lifts the bags up over the, uh, the you know, the yeah, sensor things that go off. Mr. K is just like, what the what the heck do you mean? We just let this guy do that? He's like, what do we, he's, they're like, if we call the cops, they always get here too late and blah, 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 blah. Um, and long story short, they shepherd this guy to the back of the store and literally like mobsters take him out back and beat the crap out of him. And uh, and they told him, like, you're welcome in the store, but you, you can't just steal bag loads of stuff. And I'm just like 18, 19-year-old Joe is just like, what just happened? That, that is uh, a full-on mob scene right there. I mean, that's, yeah. that's like tribal justice. You know what I mean? I mean, if you look at just men... Uh, and you go back in history, you could not do some of the things within a tribe that we let people get away with. You know what I'm saying? If, if you're in a tribe and you're lying and cheating and stealing people's stuff, 
the dudes are going to, you know, kill you at night or make you leave. You know what I mean? That's it goes it. back you're, you're, to what you said, though. <laughs> it's it's about virtue. We've lost sense as a society. And I it's believe... like that's why we're pounding the, the crap out of this guy is because he isn't yeah. living the virtue of being the honest. Virtue. So our... Our uh, righteousness, our uh, sense of justice, is brought up, and that honestly, man, uh, you want to you want to feel some rage. I mean, that, the rage of having somebody um, put you down and the injustice of that. I felt that since I was a little kid, uh, you know, being bullied and um, you know abused or whatever, and uh, mocked and all that stuff. And it's like that rage. I think I think sometimes is what has changed the human race almost more than anything to help us realize the truth. Oh, yeah. Cause it's like your conscience on fire, right? It's like, it's like your conscience. It's like, this is wrong, you know, and we're going to fight, <laughs> you know, that's a t-shirt conscience on fire. <laughs> I should put that down. So, all right, we're at 38 minutes in. I'm going to do a couple of important things that I got to do. Uh, and that I often forget and people remind me, uh, so one, if you've been watching this far in, then you're enjoying the show. So like and share and subscribe. If you're not subscribed, guys, I know it's not your fault. You were subscribed and YouTube unsubscribed you. I get it. Go ahead and subscribe again. Hit the bell notification. Uh, but honestly, the sharing is just as important. Share this with some. You know someone. If you're watching this, you have a friend group. You have a little sphere of influence where there are people who will enjoy this content. Uh, so that's one way that you can help out the show. Another way that you can help out the show, and I will be eternally grateful if you do, is to check out the affiliate partner for today's episode. It is Plug and Law. Guys, Plug and Law is an awesome, awesome service. And what it is is just what it says on the screen. It's legal made simple. If you operate a business in the United States, there are certain things, if you sell stuff, e-commerce, if you sell physical products, anything like that, if you do electronic transactions, or if you have a website where a point of sale can happen, then there are some things that you have to have in North America, in the European Union, to operate above board. You need terms terms of service. You need disclaimer. You need uh, all of these kind of agreements. You might want something like an LLC setup or mandatory arbitration. Guys, I'm not made out of money. I'm sure that you're not either. And I don't always want to be bugging attorneys with stuff. Now I know to, to some people's surprise, I do have access to an attorney. Uh, but to some people's surprise, I don't want to bug them all the time. So Plug in Law is a program. It's a website. You pay for the different bundles that you want, and it lets you get access to LLC agreements, get access to terms and service, user agreements, mandatory arbitration, all that stuff that you might need. And you plug in the particulars of your business and it spits out those legal documents drafted by a practicing attorney who left the big corporate you know, monster machine of law um, to one, start her own business and start a YouTube channel, which is incredibly successful. Um, the, the founder of this company is a gal named Erica. Uh, but if you click on any of the links below, you can click on the LLC uh, draft documents. You can click on the arbitration, the terms and service, any of those things. I recommend the Legal Made Simple bundle. That's what I got. Um, if you click on those, I get a little piece of it. Let me be clear. These are affiliate links, so I get a percentage of your purchase. And honestly, I should know what percentage, but I don't. Those are all of the commercial things. Guys, if you want to support the show to give me 100% of the uh, of the action there, then you want to go over to thejoemobleyshow.com slash shop. And what a relevant episode, because I just released my Martin Luther King Jr. line of shirts. That's what you see on the screen right now. Guys, not the left as in liberals, Democrats, but the progressive left every day, they are erasing Martin Luther King. They are erasing certain aspects of the civil rights movement, which had tremendous impact of which all Americans are beneficiaries, not black Americans, all Americans. Andrew, my wife, who's white, everyone is a beneficiary. We live in a more perfect union, not a perfect union, but a more perfect union because of the sacrifice of this man and many like him. Don't let his dream be forgotten or erased. Uh, one of the ways that you could do it is to grab one of these shirts, 
you know, we've got quotes of Dr. King versus quotes of uh, Ibram X. Kendi um, with some beautiful artwork. Uh, MLK is greater than CRT being critical race theory. Um, but anyway, all of that and more is available at thejoemobleyshow.com slash shop. And now back to us. Oh, got to click the right buttons here. There we go. All right. You're the master, you're doing great, man. And just so yeah, everybody knows, this is not easy. You got to give Joe some props here. I'm trying to figure out how to do my show. And uh, he's a master here. He's already got his, his line out there. Not only do you have to do these shows, people, you have to be able to support yourself uh, so you can spend all this time doing this. So don't think that when we're trying to sell you something, it's like, oh, this is a scam. This is like us trying to be like, how can we keep the electricity on so that we can go on these shows and talk to people and try to help the world? So uh, props Absolutely. to you, Joe. You're doing a great job. Thanks, man. So, um, yeah, we were talking about equality and uh, talked about a few fight scenes and whatnot. I thought that was a, a pretty cool conversation. Um, you know, you mentioned Martin Luther King. He's always been a hero of mine. And uh, my my parents, you know, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. My parents fighting for the civil rights movement, uh, literally running food and needed supplies in and out of the quarantine zone or whatever the zone was called. Um, and I think what you're right is that it's, this whole idea of the past of us being separate, you got to realize that, you know, thousands of years ago, to know somebody from the other side of the world is like, you know, unbelievable. And we're very tribal, right? And just look what's happened in the United States. It's a good, good conversation um, with the red-blue kind of tribal mentality that we have is that it's always us versus them, right? It's the, the people over the hill there. <laughs> they could be the like look just about like you have a little longer hair or something, and then oh, but they're the enemy, right? They're the ones that are different. But certainly, then it's easier to pick somebody from the other side of the world and say, "Wow, they're so different. They must be, uh, we must hate them or be evil towards them or something." And I think this is one of the greatest challenges of humanity, right? Like, if it's not okay for them to do this to you and to think that way about you, then it's not okay for you to think this way about other people. This sickness of superiority, like. Um, I don't know, you can get into like the white supremacists. Believe me, there's Asian supremacists. There's all sorts of supremacists around the world. We fought like two wars from the opposite sides of the world with the same sickness, right? The Asians are the superior. The, no, it's the white uh, Aryan people. This is uh, the problem with this is that these leaders get lost on what the truth is and it creates all sorts of us versus them. And they do this so that they can gain a lot of power. Uh, they get a lot of... Uh, energy. It's a big force. I mean, just look at the amount of followers that uh, certain leaders have by dividing us, right? And it becomes addictive. And if they don't have a good core belief system, uh, they become corrupted. They fall to the dark side. They mislead people and they lead them in a very destructive way. And you just look at the United States right now. If you pit anything is in red versus blue, us versus them, black versus white, it's automatically, especially in the men uh, mentality, just look at sports, uh, you're going to go to war right? And you're not going to give up your team. I know enough men in this country, I don't care what happens to that team that they love, you could have the worst year for year and year and year, and they will still love that team. And this mentality is not a good thing when we're dealing with the structures of our society, right? Because we're looking for the solutions. We're looking for things to work correctly and not be corrupted and, uh, you know, and misused and all the rest of the things that we see happening by the people that have been corrupted. So, it's like, how do we get there? And that's why I'm trying to start this new movement, this new party, uh, try to spread this ideas that will actually change the world. Does that all make sense? I am on the wavelength with you. <laughs> I think your mic is uh, muted. Oh, there it you go. does. And I wish more people thought along the lines of what you're saying because... I talk to people about other parties. Um, this this kind of dualism that we have here with just the two parties is a little bit different. They have, you know, they're dictators with their single party states, but most other places, there are three, four, five yeah. major political ideologies. And even here, if you look at the sides, like I'm not libertarian. I'm I'm to the left of libertarian. Well, libertarian, um, honestly, is a little naive. I've had discussions with enough people. <laughs> I all kind of laugh when I say that. But, you know, you live in a well, world of people with other people and you can't be just an island unto yourself. I'm sorry. I, I agree. Michael Knowles says the same thing about libertarianism. Um, and it, you, we have to go back to Aristotle. 
I know everyone's trying to cancel all of the the white people as racist, but if you don't know anything of the life and the work and the philosophy of Aristotle, um, Socrates, uh, which I, I, I started with those guys, in a video. Uh, some of the some of the guys, yeah, awesome. Saint Thomas Aquinas, like if you don't know anything about their work, um, and with Aristotle, his chief thing, the, the reason that he sticks out in my mind is because. He, he didn't realize, as the first person on earth to realize this, but he opined and, and wrote down, or someone else wrote down on his behalf, that we can't live in the utopia the way that we want things in our mind. We have to use the history, our lived experience, but the history and the experience of the world to realize, which kind of led to the declaration that all men are not angels. We have to assume that someone will do the wrong thing. We have to assume that people act in their own interest. Guess what? Joe Mobley and Andrew Calderella, we act in our own interest. Um, and some of it is okay and healthy and some of it is nefarious. And we have to institute governments of man with the latter in mind. Um, anyway, that's my well, soapbox no, I, I think that. I've studied that stuff too. And I think that that's kind of the foundation of society. If you're going to try to cancel anybody because of the color of their skin, that's the problem. Okay, we need to take oh, truth yeah. by people. We're all equal. And if you can't see that, then that's the problem. You know what I mean? There, there's somebody standing up who's uh, Asian, who's white, who's black, who's whatever mixed, you know what I'm saying, is, uh, is, is a human being. You know what I'm saying? It's like it doesn't matter um, what, uh, it doesn't matter anything other than that. You know what I'm saying? That's the starting point. And if you can't appreciate that, then all I can say is put yourself in that position. It's all you have to do and realize it's not cool. It's not cool for me to come down and take from you. It's not cool for me to uh, yell at you because of the color of your skin and call you names. I mean, would you like that? If you go somewhere, I don't care what color you are, you can go to a place in this world where you will be oppressed, uh, made a slave, uh, mocked, uh, seen as a second-class citizen. Uh, trust me, it doesn't matter what you look like. You can go somewhere and be that. Okay, I've been there. I've been to those places. So uh, don't don't think that like you're so superior. And this whole white supremacy thing, dudes, brothers, it's when I talk to you guys, uh, and I'm talking brothers, like everybody's a brother here, white supremacists, black supremacists, Asians, you guys need to just chill out, okay? I really seriously, I get it that you're upset, but you're really, they're focusing you on the wrong thing, okay? There are seriously problems in this society, but from what I see, it's more of a... Um, structural and traditional and ways of doing things right than it is has anything to do with the color of your skin. You know what I'm saying? You follow yeah. me, Joe? Am I making I'm sense curious. You are. I'm curious what your thought is on this. I see a lot when, when you say like, you guys need to chill out. I feel like, wow, I say this all the time. I think one of the major issues is we're trying to treat injustice with injustice. That's not a solution. Like slavery happened. It was real. It was terrible. Slavery happened in all non-agrarian societies that have ever existed on every continent except for Antarctica, to my knowledge. Yeah. Who and knows? it wasn't just black people that were slaves. White people were slaves. No. Everybody was slaves. It wasn't a, it wasn't like a, in Rome, it was only black people. <laughs> it literally went to Germany and everywhere and took slaves. It, it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? So uh, yeah, that's, 100%. You know, let's say this, too. I, Brazil had office. African slaves. Well, exactly. Everybody, this idea of slavery, of treating people as lesser, is this idea that we don't see each other as equals. Just because if you take yourself and you're born to a tribe in deep, dark Africa and you have no education and you're, you learn all these horrible things, that is everybody that is born there. You know what I'm saying? It's, you don't take an American and put them there or a, a Russian and put them there and all of a sudden they're like speaking English and they're doing math and all this great stuff. That's not the way it works. You you learn as you grow up. And if you don't learn and you're not uh, given the right nutrition and your brain's not stimulated the right way, you're just not going to get it, right? It's just the way it works. It's, there's nothing wrong with these people. They need help just like we all do, right? So I don't know. I, I think uh, this idea too, the violence, let me just go into this. I did the video by why violence is not the solution. Okay, violence will never lead to lasting peace, right? Uh, violence begets violence, hate begets hate. Uh, you know, any atrocity or tragedy that you go through is not solved by making another tragedy or atrocity. Just think about it like this. If I walk up to you and I say, you're whatever, I cut calling you names and force you to sit down and listen to me and I, I killed your mom, I blew up your house and I'm like, now let's be friends. 
mean, what are the odds? You know, like, yeah, this guy's great. You know, thanks for yelling at me and calling me stupid and killing my mom. But yeah, we're going to be friends now. Um, and just look at that throughout history on the egomaniac of men, right? We lose it. And it's, if you look at history, the horror, it's a hero story and a horror story. Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of good men in history that have led us in good places. But uh, the greatest horrors of history are created by men. And it's the men that get corrupted and feel this sickness of superiority where they just feel like they got to take and put people under their thumb and they become corrupted. Corrupted. This is the idea when people talk about falling to the dark side. I use this because we all have the Star Wars uh, idea in our head, this light side, dark side, verse versus vice, um, or, or virtue versus vice, these good versus evil. This is what this world is. It seriously is. Do you want to be the best person you can be? Then you got to work at it. Good is not easy. Good is something you have to... Uh, work at. You have to really figure out what good means and you have to go after it as a choice. And that's why the way is here to help you do that. But, you know, too many of us get confused and we fall to the dark side. We, we, we get corrupted and we don't even know that we're part of the dark side. And that's what we need to fix in this world. So this red versus blue thing is going to destroy the world. I mean, destroy the United States and probably the world. They, I want you to understand this. If you're on the red side, there's a bunch of billionaires that want to break up the United States. Okay. They want to take the power. If you're on the left, there's a bunch of billionaires who want to break up the United States so they can divide up the world. Okay, this, this control thing has been happening throughout all of human history. Before the United States of America, the only hope that we had was back thousands of years, we had a flash of uh, democracy in Rome, and then there was the Magna Carta. That took thousands of years for us to go from uh, the fall of Rome and the idea of some type of democracy and treating people as equals and all of that. And then uh, thousands of years go by, the Dark Ages, all sorts of horror and, and, and whatnot, to, for us to get to the Magna Carta. We're begging the kings to just not treat us like we're uh, dirt, right? And then the United States is born. The United States is the first country in the history of the world, no matter how flawed, I'm not saying it was right and perfect in, in its union, but they took down the idea of the kings and the dictators and said no. And George Washington, as flawed as he was, God bless the man for not kinging himself. He could have made himself king. Everybody wanted to make him king. And he said, no, this is about democracy. So the people that are dividing us, and they keep talking about these fringe issues and making you so mad, like the other side is evil. They're all evil. They must be destroyed. They're in some kind of cabal. They're doing this so that you will help destroy the United States, right or left, extreme is the problem. Make sense, Joe? I don't know. Maybe I went too far there. <laughs> no, I I completely agree. And again, when we, you know, when I got like the write-up, I'm like, oh man, where's the show going to go? You know, it could be a grenade. I completely agree. Um, we, we barely have time for questions, which is good because I've only got one in the chat. Guys, if you have a question, get it in now. Time is running out. Um, so... Let's throw it up there. Michelle asks, and you, sh you should be able to see this. Michelle asks, at what point in the conversation or debate do we walk away, and how long do you try to reason? Well, I think that once you understand the way, <clears throat> the problem that we're having in our conversations is that we are not uh, going down to the root issues. We keep fighting about these fringe issues on the extreme using these talking points instead of going down to the center and joining as uh, people. So <clears throat> I obviously don't have a lot of time, but as far as how long you spend and all that, I never give up on anybody. You can walk around, <clears throat> walk away from a conversation and pick it up later. Um, you can tweet about it. You can talk about it. You can try to figure it out. I think that we don't want to throw mud. We don't want to be putting shade on everybody because then they're going to turn away and hate. So you can just say, you know what? Uh, I think there's more to it. Um, I love you. God bless you. I hope you can find the way and recommend the book. And then once we understand the way, we can then join together and figure out these other solutions. Like I said, I think the biggest problem that we have as humanity is that we don't have this core understanding of some of the basics of life. And this isn't Andrew's way. This is humanity's way. And this is what everybody says. That's why it's called the way. This is how we uh, can speak to each other clearly and, and get through these type of conversations and find uh, the truth. The thing is that we do not disagree when we are shown the truth. It's like two plus two, you take two apples and two apples, you show it and there's four apples. People don't disagree with that. If you get two people that disagree with that, we call those people crazy. We're like, dude, you don't get it, right? And we try to help them see. It doesn't make them right. So 
I guess as a society, that's what I'm saying. We need to get to the point where we know two plus two on a lot of this basic stuff, and then all these fringe issues will solve themselves. And I'm doing a lot of videos. I'm doing trainings. I'm doing, uh, you know, all sorts of uh, shows in the future that we're going to be talking about this. So thank you so much for that question. Hopefully I gave you some insights. Yeah, I I tend to agree with what Andrew said. I There are rare situations where I can write someone off as a lost cause. I'm not really going to engage with them in political discourse, in philosophy or theological conversations, and it is exceedingly rare. The situation usually has to become dangerous or toxic or um, negative for my own personal well-being or mental health or what have you. Again, well, exceedingly you rare. Once in a while, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'm unaware of anyone that has gotten me to that point, but I've thought about it sometimes. And Well, I think and we see it in the news so much, you know, like these talking heads, and they do it to us on purpose, and then we imitate them. You know what I'm saying? And that's not good. We, we, If we use violence verbally, uh, physically, emotionally to each other all the time, we're trying to solve these problems, we're never going to get anywhere. Like I said, it's like slapping people in the face all the time, and you slap me back. How much of a conversation are we having on the solutions? You know what I'm saying? So all I'm saying is we're not that different. The people that are making this division and, and all these problems are a few leaders. If you take the problems in the world and you look at how easy they would be to solve, we got the people, we got the resources, we got the money, we got the knowledge, we got everything we could possibly need to fix everything. I mean, moving water, fixing pollution, uh, you name it, we can do it right now. Like within five years, the whole world could be different. The only thing that's stopping us is that we have the wrong leaders in place and we have people that have fallen to the dark side that are in control of these things. And I'm saying to you people, I don't mean to dog anybody out. Like you were saying, we don't want to leave anybody out. We love, I love everybody. I want everybody to find the light and uh, help the world and all of that. There is a way that you can do this. So if you're in the, if you're a leader and you're uh, having a hard time figuring all this out, please reach out to me. I can really seriously help you become even more powerful than you are now, but do it on the light side. So I can see we're going to go a minute or two over because, one, um, we've got to talk about this. Michelle writes in the chat, we'll talk about this, and then I want you to take us out. You'll get the last word. You know, Tell us tell us about your coaching and whatever you want to be is the last word. But we've got to hit on this. Uh, so Michelle writes, thanks. Um, it's tough because personal attacks make you uh, want to walk away. Okay, here's what and, you say. It's actually, I, I covered this in the book. All you say is, that, wow, that's pretty intense. Uh, why are you attacking me like this? You don't have to react to them attacking you. I've been bullied my whole life, and I really, when I was a kid, you have to realize that that's what they want you to do. They want to press your button. So if you take the power away from them and ask them, wow, uh, you seem really upset. Uh, wh why are you attacking me like this? And let them explain themselves, and then you say, wow, I can see that you're having a really hard time, man. I, I really hope you find the way. You know, just, just wish them the best and walk away. You know what I mean? You don't have to engage with somebody that's verbally or... Uh, are physically abusing you, but you don't also have to fall down to the trap and become negative and hateful and all of that. You know what I'm saying? So just, just be your light self. Don't, what I want to say, it's like when, when I was bullied so much, I got to the point where I wanted to kill myself. And it's always realizing that there's a part of you that is this wonderful, happy being that is now being tormented by these other people. So keep your power. Just look at them as like feeling sorry for them. Gosh, you know, feel some pity. Like, can't you feel sorry for these guys who are throwing mud and shade on you? And <laughs> be like, wow, what kind of twisted upbringing did you have that led you to this point that you're abusing me for no reason? You know what I'm saying? I feel sorry for this guy, so just use that as your center, and then you won't. Then they won't throw you off. You don't have to feel negative, and you can maybe help them and say, oh, wow, I'm really sorry you uh, are feeling so uh, upset right now. I'm not sure why you're coming at me like this. You know? Anyways, I completely that agree. It right. does. Uh, and and what. Uh... Chantel, who <laughs> comments as Dancer Chloe uh, down there. Yeah, you know, at, at some point you have to set your boundaries. You have to set your your left and right limits. Um, ours are more broad, Andrews and, and mine. I, I really, I, I'm, I like to do the Chris Voss type of negotiating or the Daniel Pink art of persuasion type stuff. Uh, and sometimes I put the question to them: How do you? Like, how can we do what you're asking to do? Um, because a lot of people are asking that is, everyone. Yeah, chapter 10 is literally about all about how you can connect and communicate. It literally goes through awesome. the situation that you literally talked about and shows you how to deal with it and what to exactly say to the other person to disarm them and try to neutralize this whole uh, situation. So I'm sorry to interrupt you, Joe. Sometimes I get a little No, like, that's great. That's great. <laughs> 
Well, guys, thanks for staying over with us. I try and be respectful of, of our time and yours. Um, Andrew Calderilla, I can't thank you enough for joining the show. It, it's yep. a tough topic, and I'm so glad to have had the conversation with you. Your insight was invaluable. Uh, Candace Owens calls it a voicemail to the world, or or I call it the last word. Um, but you get the last word. Just just tell us what's on your heart. Tell us uh, the message that you want to go out over all of the conversation that we just had. And, sure. and then that'll be a wrap. I will say this, that we are not divided. We're being misled. There is a solution. If you just give this a chance, I swear to you, you will see something that you've never seen before. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to uh, do anything myself. This really is not about me. It's about us as humanity. That's the only reason I'm here. So don't be jaded. I want you to be skeptical. I really want you to find the truth. And if you literally look at this, you will find some truth that literally can change your life and change the world. So uh, God bless everybody. Thank you so much for your time. I'm just getting started. Please help me. Join me on all my social media. Go to the website, get the trainings, the tribe, and everything else, and uh, we'll make this all happen. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. Awesome. Great job. Thanks so much, Andrew. Andrew's got a bunch of links. They're going to be in the description. They didn't let me put the links in the description before the live stream. But shortly after, all of those links will be there. Check his stuff out. I, my, my single regret is that I haven't read The Way yet, but I will as my pledge to you, the audience, and also to you, Andrew. So, Andrew Calderella, thanks so much. Awesome show, awesome time, and I, I look forward to seeing what you've got for us in the future. Absolutely. Uh, happy to see everybody again. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joe Mobley Show. Remember to subscribe and make sure you don't miss out on future content. You can always show your support by leaving a review or making a financial contribution by going to thejoemobleyshow.com and hitting support the show. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. If that was the first prayer you've ever prayed, I hope it won't be the last. Until next time, this is The Joe Mobley Show.